Welcome back to Coinscrum Markets RFQ. It's a pleasure to have back to the show David Olson, Vice President of Institutional Distribution at BlockFi. David, welcome back. Thanks so much, Tina. Great to be back. Always a pleasure to have you. Um, So BTC, uh, there's been a lot going on the last couple of weeks um, and quite a lot of market activity. Um, what are you guys seeing in the market at the moment? What are, what are people doing with their BTC? Yeah, so I, I think one of the, the themes that I'll pick up on first is just sort of corporate and institutional adoption. Yeah. Um, we're seeing on our side uh, a huge explosion in the number of corporate accounts uh, on our platform. And it's sort of running on the heels of MicroStrategy last year adopting Bitcoin as its reserve asset, and we're seeing small and medium uh, enterprises coming on, buying uh, their first crypto or investing in stable coins to earn a better yield uh, mm-hmm. than, than they could get at their bank, uh, which is really interesting. So do you think they're just buying it and holding it as a portfolio hedge? Are they using it as a payment method? Are they, is there BTC, BTC Bitcoin flowing through um, from a, from a payments perspective, or is this just literally institutions buying and holding? I think for the most part, I think they, they're seeing it as a, as a store of value. Uh, right now, there are a number of places where uh, people can spend uh, Bitcoin. There's something like 2,000 globally. Uh, notably, places like the Dallas Mavericks, which is run by Mark Cuban or owned by Mark Cuban, accepts uh, ticket payments and merchandise in Bitcoin. You've got Pizza Hut in Venezuela. You can buy a pizza in Bitcoin. No surprise there. Yeah. Uh, and also AT and T, which is a, a, the largest mobile carrier in the U.S., accepts accepts Bitcoin. Um, but it hasn't gotten to the point where you can walk uh, to the corner and buy things uh, in 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 Bitcoin. And it's probably got a ways to go. Um, so we we are seeing that uh, there's you know there may be it may be as a marketing ploy that some some of these companies are launching it and just kind of riding the wave of excitement. Yeah. So what would the tax implications be of paying in in Bitcoin? Um, I guess for both sides. So Dallas Mavericks is offering this. Let's say somebody comes in and wants to buy a season ticket package and it's of significant value. Um, how are those tax implications coming into play? Sure. So the crypto, the U.S. government and the U.K. government are both looking at crypto as an asset class instead of as a currency. Uh, so in the U.S. at least, if you spend your crypto uh, and use PayPal to buy something or you or you, you pay your mobile carrier such as AT&T and crypto, mm-hmm. it'll be taxed as capital gain. Uh, the same as if you were just to sell it in the, in the market. Uh, th- there are some technology solutions to address that. So tax bid, for example, um, but it makes it just gives it that extra step. And uh, and it means that uh, stable coins really will be the way forward in terms of using blockchain rails uh, as, a, as a payment method. Uh, if you look, you know, if you look at, for example, Bitcoin can only uh, uh, process 4.6 transactions per second. Right. Visa is 17,000. Uh, you need something that's scalable, uh, like uh, you know, like a Visa payment network. 
So we had Jeremy Allaire on last week talking about the exponential growth that uh, Circle has experienced with USDC over the last year. So, you know, the stable coins explosion um, really is impacting the market. But how do you think it's impacting payments? What's the opportunity there? Yeah, so stable coins are one of the most exciting parts of uh, what's happening in blockchain right now, the ability to move uh, fiat uh, 24-7 outside of the banking payment rails, um, more faster, more efficiently with lower fees. Uh, there are two types of stable coins, centrally backed, um, as I'm sure probably Jeremy explained to you, and algorithmically backed, and his is a centrally backed coin, uh, where there's a reserve asset, US dollars held in a third party account, uh, and tokens issued off the back of it, and hopefully um, those reserves are audited. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been been a lot in the news about Tether recently, and and what what's backing Tether, uh, but still it's seen a 500% increase uh, in its market cap to 25 billion today. So, and a, a bigger increase than than Bitcoin's last year, which tells you how you know meteoric. Uh, the rise in, in in this you know in this asset class, the other type of of uh, stablecoin or algorithmically backed stablecoins like Dai, which are created when uh, someone puts Ether or uh, or an ERC twenty token on MakerDAO, they mint Dai, they take Dai as a loan, and then they can go and trade it uh, uh, against various cryptos or trade it into another stablecoin if they'd like. Um, and I think the unique thing about that protocol is that they control the peg through the interest rates on the loans yeah. uh, and the collateral requirements. Um, so it, it'll be, uh, you know, really interesting to see how those how the two ecosystems evolve. And there's a lot more going on from an R and D perspective uh, in the in the stablecoin space. Well, in the last, you know, eight months now, I guess we've seen a crazy amount of development and some really interesting products emerging from the DeFi space. Um, and, and obviously, you know, DAI plays a significant role uh, within that. Um, so from a lending and borrowing perspective, what are you seeing in the market overall? Yeah, so the I think that the role that stablecoins play is becoming increasingly important as a lot of the action we saw recently happened during the holidays, over weekends, uh, and so then the question is, how do people manage to move fiat onto platforms so that they can trade it into crypto or trade crypto out uh, and then move their fiat off the platforms? Uh, and so basically, the only way to do that is through is through stable coins. Um, so we've seen a huge surge uh, in demand for uh, for stable coin loans um, and rates are still, you know, a good two, three percent higher than they were a few months ago. Um, so even with uh, even with Bitcoin's uh, kind of you know slide over over the last couple of weeks, uh, just the trading activity and volatility has meant uh, that there's still an increased demand uh, for moving you know moving assets twenty four seven. Have you seen that um, a similar pattern across your entire client base? So you know, is your institutional client base and your retail client base? operating or acting similarly or are there differences between them that's a that's a, gr- a great question I think the in, the institutions uh, are 
getting the infrastructure ready. We've seen a lot of um, large hedge funds and asset managers coming in. They're getting the infrastructure ready um, and conversations that we've just had since the beginning of the year um, with household names. Uh, I think that they're not quite so sanguine on buying Bitcoin at 40,000 given the, the run up, um, but, they're, they're, but they're getting things ready for, uh, you know, to, to, to make an entry into, into the space. I think retail obviously was very bullish on the way up. Uh, we saw at Blockfire, retail client base actually turned negative and net sellers on Bitcoin last week for the first time in quite a while buying Ether and net buyers of Ether uh, and Litecoin. Um, still, uh, given the, the, the increase in price from a few months ago, uh, we're still seeing retail dollar demand uh, you know, to, to draw out loans uh, yeah. against, their, again, against their crypto. Interesting. Fascinating. David, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for coming back. Um, I am sure we'll see you back here again in a few weeks. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, a quick plug, we just launched our OTC desk, um, where, which is also getting a lot of attention and, um, you know, from the institutional space and, and really, you know, happy to, uh, happy to announce that. Where can people find out more about that? So you can go to our website and there's a tab at the top called institutions uh, and uh, you can find uh, some information about it there. Uh, you can also email institutions at blockfi.com. Brilliant, great. Thanks, David. Thanks, Tina.